Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. Good morning, Vietnam. For those of you that are Robin Williamson's fans, post in the comments. Wait, Robin Williams. Thank you, Sean, for for, uh, correcting me on that. Post in the comments what movie that's off of. So I'm back. I'm your host, Jared Miller. We're rocking out episode 54 here. We got 57. Wow. Sean, when we do these restarts, it really just throws my brain for a loop. (laughs) Anyways, episode 57. And uh, I, I, I asked a friend to, to come on here. I'm super excited. Jesse Salmon. I've been stoked ever since, like, we put you on the calendar, invited John. This is going to be awesome, man. Yeah, man. I'm super excited to be here. Good. Up. Good, good. And I hope that you're okay with it. I don't want to offend you. If, if Most of the time people come on and they tell their stories, right? And, and my kind of vision of this is, have you come on? Let's talk about some of the cool stuff you're doing in recovery what life today looks like, maybe talk about some exercise, you know, just have it be a good old fashioned dudes podcast. I'm with it. 100%. Nice yeah, dude. I'm nice. Ready. You're so calm, bro. You got your chi about you today. <laughs> Had to. <laughs> yeah. Well, first let's check in. So Sean, what's new? What's going on in your world, man? Nothing. Thanks for asking. Oh, come Appreciate on. It. Come on. <laughs> uh, no, I got a, I got a four big old steaks to put on the grill tonight. All right. Nice. So I'm super excited. That is that's I'm coming over. Okay. All yeah, right. Let me know what time. All right. Um, nine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be after he's done. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Dino. I'm not just going to eat the bones. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. No, not much. It's just been a normal week here. Nothing special. Cool. Just, just I guess that's okay. When nothing happens, it's okay. Yeah. No. Hey, that, that's good, man. Status quo. Jesse Salmon. He set the bar pretty low, man. What's new and good? What's going on in your world? Man. Um, training recovery, family, and, uh, I don't know, just taking it easy day by day, you know, enjoying life as it comes, participating. I love it. Actually, I I heard you got a pretty big fight coming up. Yeah, man. We didn't talk before this, but they, uh, they canceled it. Did they? Yeah. It was going to be my first. Did Conor McGregor bail out on you, bro? Oh, man. See, he weighs 155, and I fight at heavyweight, so it wouldn't have been fair. (laughs) (laughs) So he was scared. He was scared as well. No, no. So it had nothing to do with the fight. This is the first time anything like this has ever happened to me. Um, I've had fights set up and people back out. I've had people show up to the weigh-ins, face off, and then not come back. Really? You know, but, so, but for this particular instance, um, the Utah Athletic Commission canceled the licensing for Mountain Force going forward, practicing in Utah, period. And now, so I'm real close with a lot of different people in the fighting community, coaches, different yeah, promotions. Yeah. And, you know, I had, keeping their names out of it, some people contact me uh, just basically saying that there was some shady stuff going on. Wow. And, um, and so it had nothing to do with COVID. It wasn't like a no, COVID thing. No, it had to do with, with um, shady stuff that was going on with the promotion itself. And so, you know, this was big for me because it was the first time that I was going to be fighting in front of my people in yeah. front of it was going to be in hurricane. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and it was all for my friend who was passing away. We were raising money and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it was going to be really cool. Um, had a lot of things going on towards it. I was the main event. Um, first time I ever been a main event. I was fighting for a title. But it, it uh, got scratched for, to be honest, I really don't know the reasons besides people telling me that there was some shady stuff going on with the promotion itself. And... Um, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That, and this that, is that this is stink. this is uh, a month out. You know what I mean? We've all been in fight camp training yeah. our butts off, you know, hours a day. Yeah. And like and, DJ. DJ was yeah. a previous guest on yeah. this podcast. And uh, you know, there were fourteen fights and there were, you know what I mean? Um, all those people that were um notified through an email saying that uh it's not happening. You that's know? crazy, man. We got to get yeah. to the bottom of this thing. <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. You know, St. George News was going to interview uh, me and the um, co-main event. Her name's Heather Torres. She's uh, 
savage to say the least and she fights at a fusion mma and um they were just going to you know interview about the process and the fights and you know what we do to pair and everything like that and you know i had to talk to them over at saint george news and like let them know hey you know what it's not going on and they're like well is there a story there <laughs> like yeah, please please check it out let's like, find yeah, out i'm sure there is but i don't know i don't have any solid answers or anything like that it was definitely last minute it was totally abrupt i mean and you know i collected thousands upon thousands of dollars you know yeah. um and yeah it just got washed but hey man that's too bad talk to me a little bit about like why was it so meaningful so you've talked about you were the the main event right you were fighting yeah. for a title yeah there i think that i mean obviously i kind of know the, the the answer but i'm gonna yeah. pull it no, out of no, you of course for sure if you're comfortable like most definitely why was it so meaningful to you so this fight had everything to do with uh, my friend devin koja and so me and him started this journey over a year ago what journey is that the journey of recovery i love it and sobriety and um just live in a different way and so much so from jail to rehab to drug court to working out together mm. to doing everything he was my right hand man um one of his dreams so like we would sit up late at nights and we would talk you know what i mean people to get close talk and we would talk about things that we wanted to accomplish dreams that we wanted to chase and uh, things that we wanted to do together when we hit that next, you know, phase or whatever. Yeah, you're dreaming and scheming in a good yeah. way. Yeah, no, for yeah. the first time. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and so one of his dreams were um, to just do one amateur MMA fight and kind of like face that fear of hopping in the cage. Mm. The loneliest place in the world is in that cage, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got a dude across from you trying to kill you. Yeah. You got a ref that you hopefully will stop it before it happens. It's all out war between two people. And a lot of people just want to prove to themselves that they can do it. You know what I mean? And then, and so I've been doing mixed martial arts for a long time and, uh, and had a lot of previous fights. And I told him, look, I'll train you, man. We'll go do it together. We'll hop on a card. I know promoters will do it. And so, you know, you, you, it's hard to gauge how serious people are. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, through the years I found that out. And so he was one that like I took a chance on and was like, Hey, let's, uh, let's be friends you know yeah and every step of the way he showed up you know what i mean in groups in recovery he wanted it he wanted it like i wanted it like he had faced enough stuff in life that he wanted something different yeah he had that true internal internal motivation you know right? what i mean yeah and so um right away he's like hey let's do that fight and we had we were workout partners and um and he showed up every day and i started training him and um i got him a fight and i fought on the same card i brought three guys up there from different parts of vegas and utah and um i coached him and and cornered him and and he did his first fight you know he went through the whole process fight camp everything like that showed up to the fight and um you know the fight didn't go his way as far as his hand getting raised but dude i just remember like him getting in there and um and him putting his hand up for because i told him i said look when you go to tap that man's hand out of respect put your hand up yeah because that dude might pop you in your face he doesn't have to <laughs> right. tap, he yeah. doesn't have to tap your hand i hit you with a quick one and so so he puts his hand up he reaches out and does it you know what i mean and it, it ended quick but a after the fight you know they hugged you know what I mean? Told him how much he appreciated hopping in there with them. They became friends, you know, which has been the case in most of my fights is like, dude, I've made lifelong friends, you know? Right. That mutual respect of battling, yeah. it, battling like, it out. Yeah. And isn't that so funny? Cause like, it's kind of that same way on the playground as kids, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you yeah. scrap with somebody and then they end yep. up becoming your best friend. And, and that was, that was a case for them. So why uh, was it so tragic? Lead us into. So he, uh, Right, right after our fight, we had support from down here in Southern Utah. Massive amount of people came up to our fights to support healthiness and recovery. And just like, um, long and the short of it, dude, um, a bunch of people caught COVID, myself included. Yeah. Um, and I believe it was from going to the fight. Oh, really? Yeah, I do, for <laughs> sure. Um, don't know that that's the case, but too many people walked out of there getting COVID, they were all in the same spot. That actually attended. Yeah, yeah. that attended. And um, and so he had a long, 
I got COVID, he got COVID at the same time. And um, his battle was harder, man. He had to go to the hospital and uh, get put on um, a ventilator. And uh, it was, it was a month of him being on the ventilator and he just got worse and worse. I moved his <clears throat> family into my home because they had nowhere to go. And, uh, you know, he didn't make it, you know, I, I went there with his fiance and, mm. and we pulled the plug on him. Um, when all of his organs failed, he had doubled his weight in, yeah. you know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, and it was good to let him go at that time, man. I felt like we held on longer than he should have. Um, Do you blame yourself at all? No. Good. No, good. no, I don't. Um, here's don't, the thing is like, none of that. we, we did everything that we wanted to do over this last year. I don't have not one regret. I didn't not show up. Yeah. I didn't not be his friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we did everything that we set out to do together. We chased our wildest dreams. We showed up for each other when we needed it. We had real talk. We did, we did everything that we wanted to do. And, um, this is like the first death that I don't have any regrets. You good, know what man, I mean? Like good. from beginning to end, dude, it was, yeah. it was epic. Yeah, man. Koji was a good dude. My heart goes out, man. Yeah. That, that's too bad. And I'm sorry to hear that the fight got canceled. Yeah, it is what it is. But so to answer your question in a long-term way, um, everything that this fight was, all the money that I was making or raising from ticket sales um, that I just made period throughout the fight uh, was going to his two-year-old daughter that he left behind and his fiance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that like, that's why it was so important to me to just be able to do what he would have done if the uh, tables were reversed. Like that dude would have done anything for my family. That's rad, bro. That's, that's, a, that's a, yeah, that's a noble thing for yeah. you to do. So we'll, I, I, we'll figure it out. Absolutely, you know I mean? man. I totally respect that. Absolutely. Yeah. So episode uh, 57 part one is brought to you by Steps Recovery Centers, where addiction ends and healing begins. If you or a loved one need help, give them a call. That number is going to be 801 800-8142. They do a fantastic job. Again, don't hesitate. Call the number 801-800-8142. Jesse, you're a pretty big guy. I mean, a little bit. What size shirt? What size? If we're going to get you a hoodie, right? Because yeah. another sponsor we have yeah. is Recovery Strong. Which is really solid gear for what I I'm seeing. I feel the sweater, that. bro. It's so nice. It's like such soft <laughs> yeah, material. Yeah. It's, I'm not it's even crazy, mad at right? that. Yeah. So let's get you a hoodie. Let's go yeah. to the website. You go to recoverystrong.com. You click on their products. And right now they're featuring everything on their site, guys. Everything on their site. You use promotion code uh, WeRecover25. You can get t-shirts. You can get the the hat you can get any hoodies what size hoodie would you xl for sure yeah all right take a look we got some some we got a black one we got some red one red one blue this gray one what one can i get for you jesse man i'm thinking you know if you don't mind i'm gonna need that same one there dear the gray yeah the gray's yeah man it's yeah. rad right yeah that one's nice i love it do they even got the little stitch on the side yeah. like it's it's high quality material. yeah no it's no over and yeah it's made right yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like so that. XL, gray, yep. done, bro. Right After on, we man. get done, I'll, sure. we'll get your shipping address and we'll ship you out one. That's awesome, man. Thanks to Recovery Strong. They're all about uh, fighting addiction and strengthening recovery. We appreciate those guys. So let's jump into it. So I know, you, obviously, you're a dude that works out. Yeah. In fact, some may tease you because you don't even eat, like, candy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that hasn't always been the case, but it's just, you know, I'm a... Recently, you were getting ready for a fight, though. Yeah, so it's been really strict. You know what I mean? I watched my way. I'm uh, <laughs> uh, just on a different path. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I uh, I have been strict. and That's dedication, man. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. You know what, though? You know what I found with sugar is, like, obviously right now I'm eating sugar. Like, I'm, I'm, I need I need you, bro. I, <laughs> I need, I, I'm going to hire you to do some training with me to get me back into shape. Um and we'll kind of get to exercise in a minute, but, yeah. but the thing I've noticed with, I can respect that because I've noticed like when I eat sugar for like two weeks after I eat it, I crave it. Totally. But if I can go like a little while without it, yeah, I don't even think about it. I mean, and I think there's a time and place for everything too. Like I'm not against it and stuff like that. Like there's, you know, <laughs> you're not the days. sugar Nazi. No, no, not at all. I love, you know, it's just, I, what's important. You know what I mean? Like. I want to give anything and everything I'm doing the very best me. And so why would I cheat myself in every aspect of it? The nutrition side is just as important as my fighting style. I like it, dude. I like the dedication. You're going so. places, man. You got that dedication. 
So I've come up with kind of a thing I want to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. No excuses, November. All right. Okay. I'm the sound so of that. it's kind of like 75 hard, right? You're familiar right. with 75 yes, hard. So it's kind of like 75 hard. And I've kind of come up with it specifically because you're a guest I'm right. and you're into, you know, athletics yeah. and, and working out and recovery. Yeah. And so here, here it is November challenge. It's called no excuses. November. It starts on the first. It goes until the 30th. Here are the six challenges. Read five pages of recovery or relationship literature, like a book every day. Okay. That equals out to be 150 pages at the end of the month. Totally doable. Yes. Doable. Totally doable. So there's one starting off easy exercise for 60 minutes, four days a week, every week. Doable. Totally doable. Right. Yeah. 60 minutes, four days a week, every week. Okay. So there's two, three, attend and share. There's a kicker for a lot of people Okay. in three fellowship meetings a week every week okay okay getting out of the comfort zone yep yep All pushing right. them socially right that's where the growth is build though. that fellowship that yeah. community so four is drink one gallon of water every day every drop okay now that's the hard one right there <laughs> <laughs> why would that the, be hard for you no not necessarily for me just in general drinking a gallon of water is um it it's hard <laughs> it's harder than you think <laughs> yes right? i've i've been there done that and it's uh you have to have some dedication there, man. It's not the start. It's the finish. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, it's I totally continuing it. I totally And so, yeah, that's one of the best things you could do is hydrate yourself for sure, no matter what you're doing. Um, but yeah, that's in my experience. It's but a it's, tough one. It'll be good. It'll be fl oh, hands flush down. out those toxins. Hands man. down. I love it. All right. So let's get to five. All right. Come on, phone. Work with me here. So five is uh, participate in two service activities a week, every week. Oh man, that's could be very, community very service. Beneficial. Could be doing service for your parents. Could yeah. be doing service for your wife or your significant other. Right, service for your kids. Some type, two different forms of a service uh, a week. And then the sixth one is meditate for at least ten minutes every day. Yeah, that's a good one, right there. Yeah, that's, that's one that um that I need to be better at for sure. But like you're covering all the bases, man, like mindfulness, spirituality, you know, getting outside of yourself, doing something for you. Like, yeah, you're so hitting all those. That's, at, that's a good month. <laughs> as a counselor, yeah. we, we're all about biopsychosocial. Okay. So you work on the body physically. Got it. Psychologically, your emotions, right? Yeah. Thoughts and emotions. And then, of course, socially. And so I designed this, no excuses, November, based on that kind of criteria, biopsychosocial. I like that. So here's the kicker. If you miss one day or if you miss any one of these six a day or a week, you have to double up the next day or double up the next week. All right. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. This is accepted. Yeah, totally. Ch challenge accepted. Nice. No excuses. <laughs> November, everybody. I will post the criteria in the comments below on this episode. Hopefully you guys can uh, join us. Feel free to take progress picks. Yeah. You got to tag see the podcast. I love it. You got to you got to get some people on board with that that are giving you some progress and then have somebody on who completes it or whatever. I want to hear that. Yes. That is that would be impressive. That's a little journey in a month right there. So you're in? Oh, for sure. Nice. Yeah. No excuses November's on. Yeah. Sean, you're in too, right? Oh, come on. That was on. a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, sweet. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. So, talk to me a little bit about obviously this podcast is about recovery. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit of kind of about your, your journey. Like what was it for you? Well, in other words, what was your DOC? Um, so my drug of choice started with, with weed and ended with meth and heroin. You know, I took a long journey that started from 12 years old, 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. R rough time. And, um, never put together over a year clean and sober. Um, until this last year since 12 since tw since 12 yeah no wow. there's no no if ands or buts about that one yeah so i've heard people say addiction is a is a basically a way to cope or deal with some kind of ex external problem yeah. right so all addiction basically is an attempt to fix some kind of problem okay what would you say that was for you Kind of um, what you think about it. So like for me, I, I can identify that yeah. loss was a big thing in my life. When my dad passed away, brother yeah. passed away, wife asked me for a divorce. So I may have messed around recreationally, yeah, but I wasn't really truly a hard addict Got prior it. to that. Got it. Okay. So once that kind of happened, the addiction really took hold. Well, yeah. 
can you identify what it exactly was you were kind of trying to cope with or deal with? I mean, their loss would be number one. You know what I mean? Um, I've been in and out of my house since I was 15 years old, you know, from a young age, uh, sleeping on couches, stuff like that. And for a long time, all I had was friends, you know what I mean? Mm. And so um, 44 of my friends have died. I've watched 22 of them pass away in front of me and then 13 have died in my arms. So like throughout my whole life, death has been something that um, I didn't deal with well. You know what I mean? How many of those were from substance use? Most of them. Some, really? Some were for um, guns and other things, just the lifestyle. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. That came along with that. But yeah, uh, was drugs involved in one way or another and all that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 There's Yeah. So the social piece was a big thing for you growing up. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like that had to be, especially, I mean, you don't lose 40, what was the number? 44? 40, yeah, 44. 44 friends yeah. from... Yeah, without something like that. Yeah, definitely. Got you. At what point do you really feel like it crossed over into daily use? So daily use would have definitely started at 16. Yeah. Really? So like when I left my house when I was 15, like um, I didn't know what to do. I kept going to school, but I didn't know. So I started, I started selling drugs. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Started selling weed and stuff. And... Um, but you know, that becomes not enough and you go on to the next thing and it kind of is like in that cycle of, okay, this is what they're doing. Okay. This is what I need to get. You know what I mean? And when it went past marijuana, those things require a daily use, you know, yeah. Xanax pills, all otherwise you go through the withdrawals yeah. and, and yeah. And all so, that stuff. so daily at 16 on, you know, but, and that's also when trouble with the law started. So anything, more than marijuana those consequences started getting worse and and more and yeah sure you know what i mean sure absolutely and yeah so at, at what point how old are you now i'm, I'm 36 yeah 36 yep man yeah that's long, a bro that's a that's a life long, long it's a time. lifetime of and you know there were, and there, there were periods of time where you know what i mean like i i did great and stuff like that and they normally came after incarceration or i i moved here in 2011 and from where from uh oakland california that's, oh okay. yeah so that's where i'm from out there in the bay area you're a cali boy so, yeah well half my life in vegas half my life in the bay area and um mom in Vegas, dad in, in California. But when I moved, moved down here, it was the first time I was ever introduced to recovery. And though, you know what I mean? It wasn't fully successful. I still gained like a lot of tools and things like that. So I put together the seeds were planted. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, and it was, it was the start of, you know what I mean? Where I'm at today. And, uh, very grateful for St. George, Utah, and like the people here. Are what, what age were you when you moved here? So I was, I think, 27. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I did, four, I relapsed, you know, once, twice, whatever. But um, four years in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know what I mean? And um, and that's where I started finding some success. I, I opened a business out here. I opened a mechanic shop. And, um, and it did phenomenal, you know, it was recovery based that started and then we got licensing and got, I mean, we did it all right, you know, insurance, everything like that. And it, uh, um, provided for my family. I ha had my daughter down here and, um, she's eight years old and, uh, and she, she had everything that she needed. You know what I mean? It was the first time I was successful in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome, man. I'm sure being around that community, like, like you said, it may have, may not have taken right immediately, yeah. but over time, those seeds kind of get planted. Most definitely. Right. I, I love when, whenever I meet with somebody who's coming into to treatment and they're like, Oh, 30 days, 30 days, I'm out of here. It's like, <laughs> how long have you been using for years? Okay. So in what warped reality do you fix in 30 days with habits and things you've been doing in, for years? But anyway, so we're coming up on a break here. Right on. Episode 57's had, had uh, Jesse Salmon on here. He's come on. We've talked a little bit about fighting. Yeah. That's too bad that that got canceled. Yeah. That's all right. We're going to get to a little bit more. To. That's right. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, kind of Jesse and his his life and experience with around recovery in, in addiction. We're also going to talk about some exercise stuff. 
Um, super excited for it. Yeah. We got about 19 seconds here. I don't Anything man. else you want to throw on here right <laughs> at the very end? No, man. I'm going to leave that one to you. All right. Join us for part two in episode 57. This one's been a little crazy, but it's been fun, man. No doubt. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery. And once you become with the Steps family, you're just a part of the Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also going to help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're going to give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times. And it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. All right, today I'm riding by myself, except for our guest, Jesse Salmon. Dr. Sellers uh, is, is out of town. He'll be here next week. Me and him are going to hash out a topic, just me and him. It's been a while since I've done a podcast with him. Kind of miss the guy, you know? <laughs> Good guy. Great guy, great guy. Yeah. In fact, you know, you know, Doctor Sellers. I, I, I had the opportunity to meet him, and he's uh, he's very knowledgeable, good yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Enjoyed hearing him just speak. <laughs> the thing I love about it is if somebody who's had that level of success in life, right, OBGYN, yes. like successful business, you know, making great money, can can go through the disease of addiction. And come out the other side, like it just goes to show this thing affects everybody. The hope that that gives you is, you know what I mean? It, it just is like, okay, well, I can do whatever I, I set my mind to. You know yeah. what I mean? If, if this guy faced the same things that I went through and was able to do all of these things, that, that gives you hope. And that's that's awesome. That's what it's about. That's what you being on here today is about. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm hoping through a little bit of your story, but also just kind of just seeing the cool stuff that you're doing in recovery, you're going to inspire and give a lot of people hope. That's, so. that, that's my goal, man, is like chasing your wildest. It is possible to chase your wildest dreams. You know what I mean? And, and for me, mixed martial arts is my wildest dream to take it as far as, you know, I'm allowed to and just show people along the way that it doesn't matter what you faced or what you've been through. You can still do whatever it is that you want. I don't care if it's painting in, you know, New Zealand, whatever you want to do, go do it. Yeah, man. Get after you know? it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love so, it. So episode 57 part two is brought to you by the Hilton Garden Inn. It's always sunny and bright at the Hilton Garden Inn. If you're, you know, looking forward to a getaway, wanting to, to experience beautiful, sunny St. George, Utah, just go to Google, type in a Google search, uh, look up Hilton Garden in St. George, Utah. They have great amenities. It's a beautiful place. I always say every time I'm on here every week, I know it's getting old, but I love that it's so clean, man. You walk in and it's just crystal clean. It's it nice is a nice hotel. I, yeah. don't, I don't owe any allegiance to Hilton and I'm saying it is a nice I hotel. I love it, man. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, it's true. It's way true. Yeah. And it's cool that they, that they like support recovery. Totally. Because that's where, like, a lot of um, conventions, fellowship yeah. conventions. They, they're there. Right. They do it yeah. right there at the Hilton. So, yeah. shout out to those guys. We love those guys. So, before the break, you were kind of talking about, we're getting to know you a little bit. Yeah. And, and um, kind of the, the backstory behind who you, the man that you are sitting in front of us yeah. today. So, you moved to St. George at 26. Yeah, 27. Yeah. Sorry, 27. Kind of walk us through that. Like, what was, get us up to the point where basically you you kind of came to this change that you're about today and and what does that look like for you so i mean there's so much but the gist of it after after me and the mother of my daughter split i went um on like a six-year runner wow six years so we we met in recovery we met in the rooms um me and Brittany. and who who third who 13 step two she 13 stepped me get out of here for <laughs> yeah, real yeah she has 
13 years oh, clean okay. and sober. Okay. But it was definitely a mutual thing. You know, I'm not, not mad at it. My, the best thing ever happened to me was my daughter, for sure. Yeah, she was definitely meant to be down here. And so um, it was after that, you know, I, I fell away from the rooms and recovery in general and whatnot. And it took me about six years to get back to where I'm at today and getting incarcerated. But here's the thing is like, you know, I, I can like truly say that I'm grateful yeah. for all those things and, and looking back, right. And, and mean it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like all of those things led me to here today, you know, being on your podcast. And if I didn't go through all of those things, who's to say that I would be ready or here right now. And so it took what it took. You know what I mean? And Can I ask you a question? Because yeah. that's a common theme. People say like when they, they lapse, right. And, and they have a, a relapse and, and go back out is the terminology that we yeah, use. Yeah. Uh, a big theme is that they stopped attending fellowship meetings. They stopped being a part of the recovery community. Why do you think that's so important? Get your take on it. And then I'll give you mine. I mean, for me, it's the connectivity, staying connected and with people doing similar things. You know what I mean? As, as you, I, I guess I haven't thought too far into it other than that. But when I stopped doing what was successful, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And um, kind of left that behind it. I didn't practice it every day. It became less important and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah. And then getting back to it seems so much harder the further I was away from it. Oh, sure, sure. The paranoia, you know? the shame, the yeah. guilt, the, am I going to be judged? And and Absolutely. definitely, and that, that kept me out just as much as I did myself to where eventually this mountain was so big that I couldn't do it by myself. I couldn't pull myself out of this hole that, that I dug myself into. It took um, an act of God. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? So I think, I think, um, one thing that I've heard, I don't remember where I've heard it, so I'm not trying to rip anybody off. I, I, I'm just repeating it. I'm re, repurposing it. Yeah, yeah. Is environment will trump will every day of the week. In other words, the environment that you put yourself in, the type of people you hang out with, the locations you hang out, you know what I mean? The, the activities that you guys are doing, like that environment will overcome anybody's will if you're in a toxic environment people, any day places, of the week. things. Right. Yeah. And I also think too, oftentimes people get to the point where sometimes it can become redundant. Totally. And that's why I think it's important for people to continue to rework steps. Yeah. You know, like, if you, look, man, I'm just going to say, and I, I may offend some people, but there's a lot of people out there. Like, do you remember when it was cool to like buy skateboard shoes? Totally. Right. The yeah. Osiris's. The DC's. The DC's. Some of my friends still wear those. <laughs> Shout out to Tyson. So, so, but, so I kind of compare it. I, I tell um, the people that I work with. Don't be that guy yeah. that buys the skateboarding shoes when you don't skateboard. Right. Like, don't be a poser. Yeah. Like, if you're going to go to the meetings, work the steps. Totally. Get a sponsor. Do the things that are suggested to do. You know what I mean? Stay connected. Stay plugged yeah. in. Like, yeah. don't be that guy that just shows up just to 13th step and see what cute girls are in the meetings. Like, like do the work, bro. Yeah. Open the book. Same thing as anything like we were preaching about before. I mean, you're going to get whatever you put into it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Absolutely. So, so, anyways, and then also I think another thing happens is, you know, whatever, they, they kind of are one foot in, maybe a little bit poser status. And then for some reason, it's kind of like giving birth to a baby. I mean, I've never given birth to a baby, mm -hmm. so don't look me too crazy, bro. But, <laughs> but um, I think oftentimes you forget the pain Oh yes. And the discomfort and the, the, let's just be real, the, the walk through hell that got you out. Totally. Right. It's like a, a mom, she gives birth to a baby after a while, she forgets the pain that she went through. Yeah. And I think if we don't stay in recovery, if we don't stay in those circles, if we don't see the newcomers coming in and be reminded like, Oh yeah, I've experienced that. Oh yeah. I know what they're going through. We forget, man. Yeah. We forget about that pain. We forget how tough it really was. And we need that reminder. Yes. I learn more from newcomers, mm. sometimes more than I do people that have been around forever. It's raw and real and, yeah. new, and new. And in your face. Yes. You can't deny it when somebody comes yeah. in and they're dope sick mm -hmm. and you're like, man, that dude is kicking right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For me, 
this time around, like I didn't have any escape code. I didn't have anything to curve the withdrawals. Like when, when I got incarcerated, I, um, so that's how you got clean. You got locked up. Well, yeah, dude. Like I, and, and I tried wrapping the seatbelt around my neck in the cop car on the way to the jail. You know what I mean? You're that miserable. Oh yeah. What was the cop's fault? Those jerks. Why did they arrest you? <laughs> but I mean, that led to me being put on suicide watch and, and then on and suicide watch, I, I kicked and then, um, two days in my heart stopped and they had to take me to the hospital and I had been out running and gunning for so long that I didn't even know the person that brought me back to life in the hospital was my sister. I didn't even know she was a nurse. I had wow. been going so long. My sister had started and finished nursing school. And, and she I, was the one that revived and you. And she's the one that revived That's me. insane. I know. That's insane. And and coming full circle, like I I have got the chance to thank her. And like she seen me at my lowest low. I weigh 220 right now, man. I walked into that hospital at 160. Yeah. Just skin and I mean that's she probably wet. didn't physically recognize you. No, I mean she she knew right. she knew because she knew I was doing bad or whatever. But like that was that was my low. That was the start of, you know, like this. Yeah. And, but it was that important for me to feel all of that, not to like get a suboxone to oh, feel yeah. better. Like I yeah. remember that. Oh yeah. I remember. Me too all of that yeah. so i just gotta show i just gotta throw out there i was being sarcastic when i said it was the cop's fault i totally yeah, was I hoping know, that I you know. would take the hook <laughs> and be like yeah those no, jerks no. man I was, I was i was a tax paying productive <laughs> member of society and they were picking on me yeah right no but we do that though dude i've had cops come up to me that like arrested me and i see him at the gym and they're like i'm so proud of you man that's amazing yeah and it's like they'll shake my hand before they're like, just won't even look at me. And these dudes are like, just keep doing it, man. And I'm like, dude, just like my thought on, on everything and everyone is just like, wow. So like, there's so much push there to like be better and continue and just like participate. So, and you know what I mean? I got a whole city behind me believing in me that I can do this and that helps. Absolutely. Like truly it does. And so, Thank you for every cop that arrested me. I mean, you got me here today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now you're rooting for me. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love that you, you still have a little bit of support, right? Totally. So talk to us a little bit about that. What are you, what are you involved in as far as the support that's program that you're kind of doing now? Uh, which one? Um, e, all the above, man. So, you know, I, I help coach at, at one dojo and I train at, at another. And so as far as uh, Raven self-defense, you know, that's, that's where I go through my fight camps. That's where I help other guys and stuff like that. And this guy, Raven, dude, like he's, he's the most kind hearted guy ever. He runs Raven self-defense Academy out in uh, hurricane Utah and it's 320 West state street. Shout and, out to those guys. Yeah, dude. He's, um, he, he helps so many people well outside of the do dojo. He's, his philosophy is like, this is a way of life. And it's not just in the dojo that you're gonna find success. And you know, big participator in Eastern philosophy, medicine and meditation, and just all of these things that like have been a part of my journey and helping me. And he's even allowed me to start bringing in, um, you know, people in recovery and like helping them through the dojo, finding something healthy to do. I love I it. I mean, there's people that don't have money that come in there and he's like, well, let's help you get a job. Yeah. Let's help you figure this yeah. out. And yeah, let's set you up for success. Yeah. And so it's like, dang dude, like you're a good dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and he's, he's part of these programs, these failure to launch programs. And like, he just mentors and he'll have me come in there and share my story. And like, it's just, it's something that I'm super proud of to be a part of, you know what I mean? That um, positive reinforcement is yeah. huge, right? Yeah, definitely. People, oftentimes people with the best intentions will preach to yeah. addicts. They think they can preach this thing away, yeah. right? Like, Oh, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. You have so much potential, but really encouragement, yeah. is a far better motivator totally even if it's the littlest things yeah right even if it's just the littlest things definitely yeah that's rad so that's that's one dude and I'm, i mean i do go to meetings and stuff like that um being a part of the fellowship 
of people doing the same thing has been like one of my biggest things. I'm in I'm in uh, adult recovery court, which is also known as drug court, and this is the first structure that I have been allowed or afforded, let's say that, um, in my life to be able to change, to be able to do something different and like get a different result. Before I was left up to my own devices. You yeah. Know what I mean, figure yeah. it out. You're out of jail. Let you know, do something different. And so, Sean, uh, a couple podcasts ago we talked about how Oregon is decriminalizing small amounts of all controlled substances right and he asked the question like is it really helpful to to basically force somebody into a program that maybe doesn't want to do it all the way yeah and I pointed out that the hope is is once they get done with adult court or aka drug court even if they choose to go back out which I don't think you will, but just right. Yeah, no, we're not talking sure. about you specifically, just general person A. Even if they choose to go back out, hopefully they can look back and go, some of the happiest times in my life, when I actually had real self-identity, self-confidence, when I was actually having police officers come up to me in the gym and yeah. shake my hand, tell me to keep keep up the progress. Yeah. That, that's when I was the happiest. And there's no doubt in my mind, like this last year in adult recovery court, I have been the most successful, not just like in one way, but in like every aspect that matters to me. You're talking about, you know, the no excuses Novembers. It's the same thing. Like I've I've got all of those spiritual, emotional, physical, mm-hmm. all of those things combined together has what has led to success. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. So what what's in the future for you? Like you you've owned you've owned a mechanic shop. Yeah. You're doing like the jujitsu. And so, so listen, man, let's uh, just for a sec. I, I got to figure out something new in my exercise program, yeah. bro. Okay. Right. Like I, I, I grew up playing football. Yeah. So that consists of you do cardio and you do weights. Yeah. Right. And I feel like I'm stuck in a rut. Got it. So let's just throw it out there for people that are in recovery or, or whatever, even some normies that are looking to change up their workout. Yeah. What recommendations do you have? Like you, what, what was the place that you talked about? So Raven self-defense, the cool thing is that about, about there is like, they'll do all, everything workout wise. I mean, they have, they have weights, they have and, weights have, and treadmills yeah, and have, all that. They have all, I, they don't have treadmills, but they have weights, free weights and stuff like that. But like he does this, this one workout, um, and it's called four, four, one. And you put on a pair of boxing gloves mm-hmm. and you hit the bag 21 times as hard as you can. And then you go down and do 21 pushups and you get back up, you hit the bag 21 times and you go down and do 20 pushups all the all way, the way down. down to zero. I mean, I'll tell you what, dude, my <laughs> shoulders and arms just from that itself spent, spent dude, yeah. can't even pick them up. But like that, that's what I, so I lift weights, you know what I mean? And it does get repetitive and doing the same things, whatever. But I also have friends that own muddy water barbell and and all these different things that i like switching up and doing so i don't get stuck in doing the same thing yeah yeah for sure like some some listen i love working out yeah i think it keeps me physically healthy keeps me mentally sharp right yes i believe when you start to get older like i'm 35 yeah you got to change up your workout like i ain't going in like i used to in my 20s and throwing 300 pounds on a bench press and trying to bench press it five times like i ain't trying to blow out a shoulder bro yep you know what i mean yep uh but I also want to do, I'm looking to do something a little bit different. Got it. So that, that would be ideal, right? Going in. Most what do they ever. charge? What are these typically these places charge? So if you wanted to do just boxing, I think they charge 70. If you wanted to do boxing and jujitsu, they charge 120 a month. Got you. Yeah. And um, that's a little different yeah. than what I'm used to. Yeah. That's a little higher. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They, but you're getting, you're getting different You're getting stuff. five days a week. You know what I mean? Um, Monday through Friday, and and it's it's been a big part of saving my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? How did you get into fighting? Because um, I remember even when you were at Crossover. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't. My, I hope you don't mind that I shared you. No, with crossover. not at all. When you went to Crossover, you were like, yeah, like you you were into the right fighting like, scene. Yeah. So this. Well, you didn't fight anybody, but you'd like do the shadow boxing with oh, people. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 So, you know, I wrestled my whole life yeah and um my dad was a really great wrestler so i wanted to obtain that but when i moved to utah in 2011 i started a bucket list of things i wanted to do before i was too old to do them and then things before i died and on my bucket list was just to do one mma fight and i ended up 
my my best friend at the time he wanted to do it too we trained and he got a fight i got a fight and a week before the fight his dude dropped out my dude dropped out from an injury and we ended up fighting each other yes. <laughs> yes. that's awesome and and you know saint george news came down and they filmed the whole thing they're like best friends collide you know what i mean yeah. and made a whole thing out of it and um they interviewed me after and and grady his name's grady um he said he said you have to do another one and i was like and i will and yeah. that was just the start of my amateur career and it you know i got lucky and you know fought really good and uh, my name got out there and it got across the internet and then i turned pro did really great on my first pro fight and um i don't know dude i've, I've used it to travel it's what i'm best at Got you know, you. like being besides being it's a your dad, zone, bro. Yeah. So you, you find I'm not, I'm not in there fighting. I'm in there playing chess. I'm in yeah, there dancing. It's a mental you know game. I mean? Yeah. So it's it's fun to me. I I enjoy it a lot. What was your favorite fight uh, ever? Ever. <sighs> That's a hard one because it would bounce from boxing to MMA. Um, but <sighs> olden days would be Dan Henderson. How that, old were you when you fought Dan? Oh, oh, you're talking about, I thought you were saying my favorite fight. Okay. So yeah, my, your favorite. My fav well, Muhammad Ali, uh, Mike Tyson was for sure. Everybody's uh, yeah, that the dude was got really his good. ear bit twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know my favorite fight. I don't know. My most meaningful fight was the one I lost in my amateur career. It was in front of one of my hometowns in Vegas at the, uh, at, um, the Thomas and Mac. It was okay. in front of 16,000 people. Um, I had broken my hand um, in my last fight and it was out of the cast for a week. And, and I took the fight, only fight I ever took at 185. And I broke my hand in the first punch. And it's my only fight that's ever gone the distance. <laughs> so I fought the whole time <laughs> the with the first punch. Yeah, fought the whole time oh, with a broken man. hand. And I, like, I'm good friends with this dude ever since yeah. we fought. And um, does he know? Does he know you were fighting with a broke hand? You know, I don't know if he ever knew or whatever, but the fight was phenomenal. Yeah. I had to have my hand fully reconstructed in titanium after that fight. I mean, the injury was vast. That's not even fair, bro. You're fighting with titanium hands now, right? Like, no wonder why you went pro. Right. <laughs> but uh, that we was... We got the Steel Fist literally sitting yeah. here in studio. And that's like my favorite promotion to fight for, Steel Fist. Steel Fist? Yeah. You're like, yo, check it out. Hey, man. Got a reconstructive honor. hand here. Yeah. So, no, yeah, that's definitely my most meaningful fight. The the My first one back from, you know what I mean, in recovery, my last one a couple months ago was one of my favorite, you know, um, I fought a dude. Sure, because you're back. Yeah. Back on the it scene. It was my back, but, you know, welcome back fight. Dude had 20 pounds on me. I fought up a heavyweight. He was up in Salt Lake, and the dude was a monster, and it and it went very well for me. So you do you I mean? do you foresee the fighting thing turning into a career thing for you? No, like, do you want to open not. a gym? No, do I want to. I definitely, I definitely want to be a part train of coaching people. for sure. I get so much enjoyment. Why not open your own gym, man? Um, Maybe, maybe one day, um, I've definitely dedicated to the gym that I go to and like helping okay. get it going, I can you know what that. I mean? And so the MMA part of the gym is new and it's kind of like, how old's the dude that does it with you? Oh, he's old. Bro. So work yeah. it and then buy it from him. And, and, and he's talked to, he's talked, we've talked and, and maybe, you know, one that, day you're going to rewatch this podcast yeah. when you own that gym yeah. and you're going to be like, that that's would, rad. And that would be dope. But I'm, I'm just grateful to be a part of it right now. And doing something that I love because sharing like the knowledge that I have in that, which I feel like is a lot and watching these guys pick it up, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, cool. So I do enjoy it. Career. No, I do it. I do it because I'm good at it. I'm well, that's the ultimate life hack yeah. though, bro. Right. Like I, like I love recovery Yeah. and today I do a podcast about recovery. Totally. I work in recovery as a counselor. Yeah. Like, so I say this and I'm always nervous that the owners of steps are going to hear it and basically cut my salary. But dude. <laughs> I get paid to do this, right? Yeah. Like maybe not this specifically, yeah, the yeah, podcast, but like I get paid to work so with people and help people. You've turned your dreams and your passions yeah, into something. Man. That, yeah. yeah, like I don't sit there on Sunday night and go, oh, tomorrow I got to go to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the ultimate job though, right? Something you'd love to yeah, do man. and that you're passionate about. Yeah, I think that it would be a phenomenal thing for you. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you already you're already doing it. At working towards it for sure. Right now, I'm more so focusing on on fighting and and helping guys. But my main my main thing is is uh, to keep punching people. Okay, <laughs> so you're still in fight mode. Yeah, right now. I'm still. I mean, I'm. You gotta I'm, shatter your other hand before you decide to hang it up and coach or what? 
Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Bro, I like you. You're a little crazy. I like you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. A, I get it. We're the same. We're I the just, same fold, I, I'm still at, at that point where I want to see how far I can take it. You know, I'm older in the fight scene or whatever, but I'm tough as nails, man. And I keep telling these guys, put me against the toughest dude you got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, people respect that. They want to see a show. And it's, it's fared so far, you know? I just, I like putting on shows. It's fun. I love it. Would yeah. you be up for training just an old 35 year old fart like me? Like, you <laughs> know what guy. I mean? Of Bro, course. I just want to get, I just want to get you, shredded. You, you Let's be honest. I just want to look like Rambo. You want to come try it out for a couple of weeks. Come try it out. Man. I want to look like Rambo in first blood. Yeah. What <laughs> would it take, Jesse? Oh, Rambo Genetics. in first blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I really do. I, I, I'm going to take you up on that. I'm going to come check it out. I'm going to come to the gym. Yeah. It's a good time, man. Yeah. Yeah. So moving forward. Yeah. I understand you got a little one on the way. Yeah, I do. And of course, you know, I took the ultimate plunge. Yes, I'm, you did. I'm rocking the ring. And she's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, Thank she's you. beautiful. But don't turn this on me. This, <laughs> this 57 is right. about you, yeah, bro. 57 is okay. about you. Yeah. So I'm going to put the heat on. All right. So when are you going to pop this question, bro? Man, I'll tell you what, dude. <laughs> you got yourself a good lady. She stuck with you for she, six years, She's bro. a good lady. The only thing that's held me back is I've never been able to afford a ring, man. <laughs> and that's just the truth. Um, do I want to? Yeah, for sure. Bro, you're a grinder. Yeah. You're in it right now. Yeah. You're working two jobs. For sure. You're, you're doing the coaching thing. You're, yeah. you got another job on the side, bro. Like I can look at you and remember when I was grinding Yes. and keep it up, man. Keep right it up. On. Good things are in store for you. Thanks man. Thank you so much for coming on here, bro. Totally. I really I appreciate it. it. I hope sure. you did. I hope you yeah. had some fun. No, this has been cool. All right, guys, like, comment, share, please share this thing out. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.